Welcome to Bereaved Motherhood and All Entails. I'm your host, Mackenzie, and today we're going to be talking about how October has been named Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month, where that came from, and just the effects of these types of losses on the people that suffer them. So as many of us know, we are in October, which is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. Now, I growing up was totally unaware of that. I am um, not old, but I'm not like super young either. I was born in the 90s and it's shocking to me that I only knew of October as Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but never saw anywhere, whether it be in the public world, whether it be in private family and conversation with anyone in school, nothing about October also being pregnancy and infant loss awareness month. And it wasn't actually until my own son passed away and he happened to be born and passed away all the beginning part of October, um, that I became aware of it. And it was just shocking to me that I had never heard of this before. And it seemed like, you know, Why does breast cancer get so much attention in October, whereas pregnancy and infant loss doesn't? Because the fact of the matter is, is pregnancy loss and infant loss, if you combine both of those together, it affects significantly more people than breast cancer does. And that's not to diminish the significance of breast cancer, the damage it does, the lives its cost um, by any means of the imagination, but I just find it very interesting that we all are very acutely aware that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but yet many people have never heard of Pregnancy or Infant Loss Awareness Month also being in October. And I just think that that's very telling. I think that as a society, we hear a lot about cancer. We hear a lot about fighting cancer, finding a cure for it. When someone dies of cancer, it's not at all a taboo subject. It's, you know, promoted. It's welcome to be shared. Um, There's just this kind of united front of this hatred towards cancer and the need to find a cure. And I 100% agree with all that. But likewise, we have the death of children, you know, with infants, with pregnancy, um, that affects so many people and that's pushed to the side. Society isn't okay talking about those types of things. Um, you know, especially the further along a pregnancy is when it's a baby that's, you know, dies, we become very hush hush and we're supposed to sweep it under the carpet and just kind of forget about it because it makes other people uncomfortable and they don't want to be made uncomfortable. So heaven forbid, you know, we do anything to talk about it. So I thought, you know what, we're in October. Let's talk about this. Let's bring awareness to our situation and to our children. So the whole entire month is a pregnancy and infant loss awareness month. On October 25th in 1988, President Ronald Reagan designated the entire month of October as pregnancy and infant loss awareness month. His famous quote is, when a child loses his parent, they are called an orphan. When a spouse loses his or her partner, they are called a widow or widower. But there is no name for a parent who loses a child. 
because the loss is so significant. And I just think that is incredibly impactful. I think that it means just so much because it is true that you know there's not a name for us we don't have our own special category and it's because losing your baby is completely unnatural it's not supposed to happen and there's no way to even sum that up and so i um you know encore bravo to president reagan for at least attempting to bring awareness to this for designating the month of october um to remember moms and dads like ourselves on October 15th, there is a Nash or an international day, I believe it is, um, where you are supposed to remember all the children um, and babies that are gone too soon and you can light a candle and the idea is for 24 hours, you kind of have this wave of light from east to the west of the world where candles are lit in honor of these lives gone too soon. So that is a sweet, a sweet little gesture if you know, you decide to partake in that or not, obviously a personal decision, but it is really, really sweet. Um, and then let's just go on about some of what this month was designed to bring awareness to, you know, during the entire month of October, it is designed to honor and remember those that have lost a child during pregnancy or during infancy. And Dealing with death in a family, it's never easy, regardless of who passes away. It's always hard. There's always going to be tears and sadness, 100%. Um, but that goes for the same of when, you know, babies pass away as well. It's still a great tragedy. You know, the young when young people die, regardless of if, you know, you're 20-something or you're hours old or it was, you know, hours, days, maybe a couple months before you were supposed to be born, it's still a great, great tragedy. And it's a tragedy that needs to be recognized and needs to be honored. And the people experiencing this tragedy need to be supported. And so it's important to allow family members, to allow friends, to allow whoever it is that has experienced this loss, the time, the space, and the same consideration in their grief and in their healing journey as you would for someone who loses a spouse or someone who loses an adult child or for someone whose parent dies at a relatively young age. The same way that we come together to support those people, that we expect them to grieve, that we would want to give them that time and place to grieve, the same is said with people that lose, you know, their infant. And so that is really important to keep in mind. It's not different. It doesn't, you know, there's, it's not okay. There's not the cliche statements to be made. It should be recognized to the same extreme. And I think, you know, Ronald Reagan's quote is really good. You know, we have names for orphans, people that lose both their parents. We have names for widows, widowers, people that lose a spouse. But there isn't a name for people that have lost a child. And it's just because it can't be defined. It can't be brought down to one name. And it's just that horrific. And so it needs to be understood. And, it, and those parents need to be supported. 
There also needs to be support for the grandparents, you know, and for those that are grieving the loss of their grandchild or, you know, um, maybe a niece or a nephew. I know sibling relationships can be complicated and they vary so much from family to family, from sibling to sibling. But, you know, if the sibling is close with their brother or sister and, you know, they've lost their child and there's that close relationship, you know, where they're grieving their niece or nephew, they should be supported as well. And it's important that we all feel the comfort to open up and to share what we're experiencing. We already know that as we process grief, as our brains process it, when we can open up and begin to share as we feel comfortable and in our own time, that that can be very, very helpful. I mean, that's what counselors and therapists and pastors and all these types of people, you know, are there for. And it doesn't have to be a professional. It can be talking to a partner or a friend or a family member or a mentor of some type but the idea is, is that we need to not have to face these losses of lo- alone we need a support system so if you are in this situation my encouragement to you is find that support system I know for some people that comes really naturally they have you know a great built-in support system and for other people they really have to find it whether that be through online support groups for maybe support groups that meet in person finding professional help so that they have somebody that they can talk to and listen to and can maybe help hook them up with other people that they can, you know, share with and develop that support system. And then if you are that friend or family member, be that support system to that person. Be that listening ear. ear. Be that person that will be there with them so that they don't have to face their loss alone. Um, and as we talk about all the time, you know, grief also affects our physical health. You know, it can, grief can make you physically ill. It can make things in your body, your organs not work properly. It can make you physically sick to your stomach. It can make you gain weight. It can make you lose weight. It has so many physical effects. So it's really important that just like you want to take care of your mental health, that you also take care of your physical health to better support your body, your physical body for the hard, hard work of grieving. You know, grieving burns calories. It takes so much out of us as a whole person. And so it's important to really remember that and for your support system to help encourage you as you're taking care of your body. And then there's some different recommendations um, on how to observe October as we remember these little ones gone too soon. The loss of a child, it's such a difficult topic for everyone involved. Um, It can be, you know, very hard for extended family for them to know what to say. Um, that often is listed as what they struggle the most with is like, what do I say to someone who's lost, you know, their wee little one? And the number one advice given is don't underestimate the amount of grief. It's one of the best ways to help these family members. Imagine what it would be like if you were in their shoes. Imagine what it would be like if the person you love and cared for the most died tomorrow, completely, maybe unexpectedly. You know, imagine what it'd be like if your if your life changed overnight, because more often than not, that is the situation for these people. And even if not, imagine then what it'd be like if you had a family member die of cancer, where it's somewhat or some type of illness where there's a diagnosis, you know what's coming, but you know what, you still have them with you until they're gone. And imagine the kind of pain and put yourself you know, in their shoes in one way or another so that you can begin to try to understand their grief. And again, don't underestimate it. Um, it's helpful that if that child mattered to you, that you show that. 
to the parents that you show that, hey, I love this baby. I care about this baby. Obviously, everyone grieves differently. So I'm not saying, oh, go out and do X, Y, and Z. I know um, you got to take your cues from the parents, but show them that, hey, you know what? Your baby matters and I care about your baby. And how can I help on your baby? Like what would sit well with you? What are you comfortable with? What makes you feel good? And that can be really helpful for for parents to see like, hey, you know what? This person actually cares about my child. They recognize my child as a real person, as someone with an identity. And, you know, they want to grieve with me in the loss of this baby that they also love, that they're also grieving. And that can be a real encouragement. So number one advice that people give is just don't minimize the loss. And I think so often that happens to us. People give us at least statements. They try to give us, get us to look on the bright side of things. They, you know, have these cliche statements they make and they're all usually hurtful and upsetting, you know, saying it's God's plan, whether you believe it's God's plan or not, it's probably not a good piece of advice to give somebody. Um, that would be like imagining something horrible and traumatic happens to you and somebody's comfort is, well, at least it was God's plan. You know, that's probably not going to comfort you. Even if you truly believe that it's not going to be a comforting statement. So let's avoid that. Or, oh, you know, heaven needed another flower or angel or whatever it is, you know, that the exact statement goes, there's different variations. Again, probably not helpful. That's not going to make somebody feel better because their baby died, you know, or saying, oh, well, you know, now you have an angel. Okay. A, there's really no religious belief that thinks that when people die, they become angels. I'm not saying that there's no one out there that believes that, but generally that's not a commonly held belief for a lot of people that is not helpful. Now, some people may find that helpful. Some people may refer to their children as angel babies. So again, get your cues from them. But until you're for sure, don't make statements like that. Um, Don't try to say how heaven needed the baby more. You know, again, not helpful. Regardless if you or somebody else really believes it or not, it's not a comforting statement. Saying something like, well, it isn't your time. You know, well, if it wasn't my time, then why did I get pregnant? Why did I sustain a pregnancy? Why did I have a baby? All these types of things. Again, not helpful and honestly, not even very accurate. So let's just keep those like, at least let me try to cheer you up statements. Keep those to yourself. Don't share that type of thing because all that does is minimize a loss and just um, is the opposite of supportive. It's very unsupportive actually. I know it is very commonly, at least I personally don't know, but I know that it's very commonly reported that family members um, that are trying to help a loved one through a loss, that it seems very awkward. But letting parents know how sorry you are for their loss, how you grieve with them is so important because again, it's acknowledging the loss. It's acknowledging your own grief if you are grieving um, and extending your sympathies you know culturally we do that regardless of who dies it's just a good way to know hey i'm thinking of you i'm praying for you i'm whatever it is so let them know that and making sure that you check in with them don't just make yourself available but really seek out the person text them you know support and just show them that hey i'm your support person here i want to help you as much as i can and just being really proactive in that because bereaved parents appreciate any help that they can get. 
during the loss of a child. So, you know, be that good family member, be that good friend that's checking in on them, that's volunteering to just show up and help them out and supporting them through that. Um, So I want to read President Reagan's exact statement when he instituted October 25th as, or on October 25th, 1988, when he instituted October as a whole as Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. His statement was, when a child loses his parent, they're called an orphan. When a spouse loses his or her partner, they are called a widow or widower. When a parent loses their child, there isn't a word to describe them. This month recognizes the loss so many parents experience across the United States and around the world. It is also meant to inform and provide resources for parents who have lost children. Due to miscarriage, ectopic pregnancies, molar pregnancies, stillbirth, birth defects, SIDS, and other causes. Now, therefore, I, Ronald Reagan, President of the United States of America, do hereby proclaim the month of October as Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. I call upon the people of the United States to observe this month with appropriate programs, ceremonies, and activity. And I just think that that is so true and um, just a great thing and a great way for us to have a whole month to honor our babies. Not that we can't do that 365 days a year, but to feel very confident in doing it outwardly and to bring awareness because that's what the month of October has been for since 88. And so I think it's important to really make the most of that. Um, It was in 2002 that Robin Baer and Lisa Brown and Tammy Novick petitioned the federal government to make October 15th Pregnancy and Infant Loss Day. And so all 50 states have a yearly proclamation to honor those who've lost a child in pregnancy or in infancy on October 15th. And that is why it's become a thing to light candles. And this has become worldwide pretty much um, on the 15th of October, just to have this wave of light where we just recognize all these souls that were gone too soon. So again, as we talked about earlier, a sweet thing, regardless if you choose to or to not do it, but it can be a great way to show loved ones that, Hey, I'm, you know, honoring your children. I'm honoring you. I'm remembering you and those like you on October 15th by just lighting that candle, sending a picture and, you know, just taking a day to really remember and sit, um, in that loss, you know, we can do that one day a year. Um, and then for those of us that have lost a child, you know, October 15th can be a great day to just have an extra day to celebrate and remember your baby. Um, not that we need an excuse to, but it can just be a great movement, a great thing. You know, you can post on social media to just kind of explain what the day is for and to, you know, bring awareness in that regard. So I definitely think, um, we should make the most of October because of what it stands for in our community and we still have so much work to go that um, I think we need to take every opportunity we have to really promote and bring awareness and understanding to the type of loss that we have experienced. So anyways, as October comes to a close, I hope that you have really enjoyed um, honoring your children or child that was gone too soon. I hope that you really feel a confidence, um, in saying their name and talking about them, all those types of things, because it is so important as we, 
um, grieve our children, which we're going to do forever. And as we try to help our family members, our friends, our loved ones better understand where it is we're coming from and how it is that we can, that they can support us and others like us, you know, having the month of October, having a day like October 15th can just be a great gateway can be a naturally open door to having these sometimes difficult conversations certainly can be awkward conversations hard conversations to have um you know we obviously all have different families different backgrounds different support systems and stories i know some people you know have great support systems other people don't some people um have a variety um i think that we all know that in this process unfortunately we don't usually just lose our child we also lose friendships or family members or relationships just very um, profoundly can change and shift and so it has um, a very predominant severe often ripple effect and I think that's something that people don't often realize Um, but in the way that you handle in the way that you support or choose not to support a loved one or a friend who has gone through this you definitely are painting a future um, with the type of relationship you may or may not have with that friend or family member. So it's definitely something I would think through before I make, you know, a decision one way or the other. You don't want to let your uncomfortableness or your awkwardness of a situation um, allow you to do cold-hearted things and sensitive things or just kind of disappear, avoid, all that kind of stuff. Um, unless you're ready to face whatever consequences those actions may or may not bring. And so that is just my warning to family and to friends is that just know that your actions are remembered and they matter and they're going to have eternal consequences um, for the good and for the bad. You know, there's, and so that's not at all to beat up on you or to make you sound like you're unloving or uncaring. There's amazing family, amazing friends. And then there's family and friends that are lacking. Um, and then there's those that don't even deserve to be called family or friends because, you know, they're so awful. So obviously there's a broad spectrum, but it's just something to think about. And I think that October is just a great time to show you know, your family members, your friends, hey, I remember you, I care about you. And so that's an important thing. And then for us as brave parents, just October, let's use this month to bring that awareness about. Um, So besides for lighting a candle on the 15th, you can post things about it on your social media. You know, you can begin me if you're comfortable to like share your story, share your experience. Um, Maybe you write a letter to your child every year and can share some things about that or um you know maybe you just write it and just read it to your baby and it's a very private event but again it's something you're doing to honor and remember them and not everything we do has to be on social media it doesn't need to be broadcast but if you're somebody that's like man i would really like to do that but i feel awkward just randomly posting that since october is for that very purpose of bringing awareness it can kind of be like your scapegoat and your excuse for why you're doing it if you feel like you need one i know some people do and some people totally don't so that is just my encouragement to you is to share your experience to help bring awareness because this community only gets larger and it does affect so many men and women um it's important to recognize it affects men too it takes 
you know, a sperm and an egg to make a baby. So moms and dads, and that's important that we don't also forget the men in the world that have lost their children. Um, and, you know, to again, bring awareness about, hey, pregnancy loss, infant loss, it's not just a woman topic. It affects men as well. And so all of this can just be really great, can be really helpful. Um, as we just seek to make a change, it can be a great time to write to your legislation, you know, to try to help pass something where we can get maternity leave offered to those of us that have stillbirth, to those of us that our child dies early on in infancy. Um, you know, for so many states, they say, hey, the purpose of maternity leave is for bonding with baby. So when there's no baby, they say, hey, you don't need it. So there's no thought about physical healing, mental healing, or the trauma that's gone with a baby that's passed. And so writing to legislation, um, some states now, you can claim your stillborn child on a tax credit, um, like a deductible for you know their that first year. Um, but most states, that's not a thing. So again, slowly getting these changes through because you know what? Having a baby is expensive, regardless if they're born sleeping or not, regardless if they live for minutes hours a handful of days weeks or months you know they still are expensive and so they're still our child and we should still be able to claim them for that year and so just doing these things in activism whether it be to just raise awareness to the broader community to family to friends or taking action at a higher level to try to get legislation changed is also a great thing that we can do in october and something i highly recommend you know if all of us braved moms were to write our senators, our governors, our representatives, and to really push to get laws changed, to be heard, to be recognized. You know, what a great thing we can do for those that are coming behind us, because that's the thing is this club only gets larger. And so that can be some really awesome work that we can band together in the month of October to really do um, again, we kind of have that natural green light since it is Pregnancy Loss and Infant Loss Awareness Month because of President Reagan. So it kind of gives you that platform and that confidence to go forward. And so I would challenge you to do something like that to help bring awareness to um, those in our community that have power, that have control, and to hopefully make this an easier, more supportive situation for those that will face this, you know, sooner rather than later. So anyways, I hope that you were able to learn a lot in this episode. I hope that it was encouraging to you. And I hope that together as we link arm in arms that we can change um, a lot of the expectations and support and ideas surrounding pregnancy and infant loss. And for the family and friends listening, I hope that this gave you some ideas of what you can do. You know, you also can write to legislation to try to help get these things changed. You know, there's strength in numbers and that can be a great thing to show your support to family and friends and to show, hey, I'm on your team. I want to help. I want to actually do something. And here is something I can actually do. So let's, you know, band together hand in hand, arm in arm. And let's fight for our rights, for our children to be recognized. And let's take this month to remember them and um, to remember all of those that are affected by these types of losses. Um, We are so sorry that you're in this club. Know that my heart goes out to you. Um, You are the most brave, brave, amazing mothers that there are. 
and um, I'm so proud of you and I'm just so terribly sorry that you're here. I hope that you just have a peaceful and blessed weekend and remember that new episodes drop every Friday, 3 a.m. Pacific time or 3 a.m. Eastern time, 12 a.m. Pacific time. And we can't wait to see you next week. If you enjoyed the show, go ahead and give us a review, um, rate us. And if you ever want to suggest topics, share your own story, or just connect, please email us at maverickjohnconnis at gmail.com. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you have a blessed rest of your day.